This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hello everybody and welcome back to another Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me Joe Redman, there I am. Hope you're all doing very well. Yes, we're back on the lives, I've not done a live for a while. Um, hope you're all well, good to see you all in the chat as well. Fingers crossed, get your comments in, let us know your predictions for tomorrow's game. And of course we go into this game on the back of, you know, better feeling. I think something a little more, bit more positive than what we've been feeling recently because of course we all left the turf after the draw against Watford. Feeling down, feeling out. Well, I did anyway. I thought that was it. I thought we were gone. I thought we were dead and buried. But of course, we played very well against Manchester United, especially in the second half. And we managed to get a point against, you know, a, a good team. And I know some people are going to pick up a lot of confidence from that. And it's good to see, you know, Veghorst in the second half, you know, come into his own a little bit. I felt that in the game against Watford and in the first half against United, he wasn't playing very well. But I don't, I weren't blaming him for that. I just don't think the team were playing to his strengths. We're still lumping balls up to his head. 
and that's not the sort of player he is. Oh, yes, he's six foot six inches, but you know he's, he's not he's not the sort of player you want to you want to lump it up to his head. Um, so I felt like in the second half we did, you know, we did play a lot better, and I thought we brought Vegos into the game a lot more. Corne is a concern; he's been quiet since he's come back from Afcon, um, but it is what it is. Um, and fingers crossed, you know, he's he's going to be playing in this game. He's going to be playing in this game. Uh, he, he went off against United, but uh, Dice has said that he will be ready. It was just cramp, um, so he is he is going to be playing in this game. Anyway, obviously, I know, like I said, a lot of people are going to take some confidence from the United game, um, but it's a different, isn't it? Liverpool are much better. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, big up the, the guess that I'm going to be getting too much, but you know, Liverpool are much better than Man United. Uh, and like I said, it is a pre-game show, so of course we have a guest. So I will bring in now the guest, and it is Callum Sanderson, and he's from Team Coppish YouTube channel. How you doing, mate? Not too bad, brother. Thanks very much for having me. No, thank you for coming on, mate. I really appreciate your time. Um, so, yeah, let's look ahead then to tomorrow's game because, of course, um, kick-off tomorrow, 2 o'clock, isn't it? What are your, what are yeah. your feelings ahead of the game? Obviously, you boys, I would presume, are going to be going into it quite confident. Yeah, so I'm confident going into the game, but not, not arrogant about it because Burnley are a team that, can cause us problems in particular. I mean, obviously you took points off. You you broke our Anfield run last season. You were the one that really started yeah. that catastrophic run of not winning at Anfield for, what, six games, I think it was, on the bounce. Um, but we have a decent record against you guys, but we never really make it easy for ourselves sometimes. And as you said, obviously, Verghorst, Corne being available for this game, they're two players I look at and I think, yeah, they are capable of causing us trouble, especially if Corne plays on the left. It's a big arc for Trent and it's it's going to be a battle on that side because if Corne kind of holds his ground and cheats a little bit in terms of not tracking back, then that's going to make Trent ask some, que ask some questions on whether he should venture too far forward and then that could potentially drag our defence over to one side. So it'd be interesting to see how the, the tactical battle happens. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because Burnley fans do have a sort of like a thing between Dwight and Trent that you know yeah. Dwight always seems to do very very well against Trent. Like, and obviously that's probably probably there. Interesting that you mentioned that like that little tactical battle. Dwight, you know, can sometimes be accused of not protecting his fullback, i.e., not tracking back, and that might be mm -hmm. why he sometimes does quite well against Trent. It's good to see your side of it there. And Corny, I, I do tend to think that he. You know, no disrespect to Dwight, but I think Corney is a better technical gifted footballer. So if, if you know, if Corny, if Trent, if, sorry, if Dwight can do well against Trent, then fingers crossed Corney can. But that will be interesting. How do you see that one panning out then? Um, I literally believe it all depends on how we set up in terms of how defensively smart we're going to be. So here's the thing: if Matip plays, I think Trent's got to sit a little bit deeper. I think Matip's our second best defender overall. I actually think he's been our best performing defender but if there's anything that Matic doesn't have that say a Joe Gomez or Canate has that is that blistering pace and if you Trent is going to venture forward then naturally the whole defense is going to have to shift almost to a three where Robbo either ventures forward as well and Fabinho's got to sit slightly deeper or Robbo sits slightly deeper and becomes that third man in defense when we're defending if we get caught in a break for example if it's Matic playing then Corne for me, Trent's got to sit deeper just to protect Matip a little bit more. If it's Canate or Gomez playing, I think Trent will venture forward a little bit more knowing that Canate and Gomez have the pace to recover if need be. But it'd be very interesting. In a one-on-one in -on -one battle going Maxwell, Corne going forward and Trent defending, Corne has an advantage. He's got good pace. He's got good feet. He's got good trickery. He's got a great shot as well. 
So Trent will have to be on his P's and Q's, but it's, it's whether or not Dyche will allow Corne to cheat, stay up the field or not. Because I think if you invite pressure on to yourselves, I think that's where Trent comes into his own and us as a yeah. team, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them. It's interesting because I think Burnley do sometimes invite pressure, especially against the bigger sides. I think, do you think sometimes, especially in the first half against United, I, I was I felt that we were showing them too much respect. We were sitting back, we were letting them play their game. Yeah. But I think we got away with it. Um, obviously, they had two goals disallowed. Um, and they could have easily been three 0 up by half time. I was getting text messages saying this could be five or six. Obviously, it ended up. They ended up. It was weird. United ended up then sitting back against us. It was a weird one. Um, I don't know why. I, I was speaking to a Man United fan at work yesterday, and he was saying it's just Ralph all over. He's just just Ollie two point oh. He just sits back. You know, it tries to go for the, the classic one 0 after he gets the goal. But it's interesting. We've had some comments. Nathan Woodward says, "Are you doing a live for tomorrow's game?" Unfortunately, not Nathan. I will be on the game season to get older. So. Uh, home games, I do struggle to do watch-alongs and stuff. Hopefully, I'll get some watch-alongs back. I'm always looking for more people to come in about all the channels. So hopefully, you know, one day I'll be able to get some um, people on to do that if I'm on the game. So David Ingham says, he's got a, a question for you, Callum. He says, 1-1 tomorrow. That's his prediction. Um, I want to know what David's drinking, to be fair, but we'll, we'll skip past <laughs> that. We'll get to predictions, later, uh, predictions in a minute. He says, what's your thoughts on Klopp's recent praise of Burnley? Is it mind games? Of course, he's asking that because Klopp, Hasn't been Burnley's biggest fan, has he? Let's be fair. Let's not beat around. He, yeah. I won't say he can't stand Burnley, um, but I remember that time. What was it earlier in the season where we were like, uh, he was, we were complaining about five subs, uh, the five subs, how, how we didn't vote yeah. in. And he Him said something just out this... of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And just out of nowhere, he just went, just just take Burnley, for example. You know, it's like, well, why are you picking <laughs> on us? But yeah, recently, he's been praising us, hasn't he? So do you think it's mind games from Klopp? Yeah, I do. If I'm going to be honest, I do think it's mind games. Him and Dyche have always seemed to have this little bit of bad energy between them. They've never seemed to get on. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it might be a bit of mind games. Or Klopp just probably thought, there's no point just having an enemy for the sake of having an enemy. Let's just get along a little bit. Um, but I do find it weird that he's now praising Burnley when for years now, him and Dyche have never really seen eye to eye. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad because Dyche apparently was a Liverpool fan when he was younger as well. Yeah, uh, when he was younger I did as well. So, yeah, I'll be I kind of do it. I kind of take the mick out of Dice because I can do his voice a little bit and I always throw shade in, in like if he's having a back and forth with someone. Like there was that time where he had the Sky interview or the, the press conference and he just completely ripped into that guy. And I was like, that is rough. And I did like a little parody <laughs> on it and stuff. So I, I have a little soft spot for Dice. When I found out he's a Liverpool fan, I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you can't tell us you can do a great impression and then and then not do it for us. All right, I'll give, I'll give it a go. Um, you might have to team me up with something, a little conversation starter, and I'll get into it. Um, tell me, tell pretend I'm Dwight McNeil and I'm not tracking back. Tell me that I need to start tracking back. Well, Dwight, look, you've got all the talent in the world going forward, but we're playing Liverpool. So if you don't track back, how do you expect us to progress forward with the game? You've got to do your bit or else we're not going to get any points here. So... They're a great team. You're a great player. Put two and two together. You do your bit and we'll be fine. <laughs> there we go. That's not bad, mate. That's not bad. I can't do it for long. I don't know how to die. Uh, yeah, I, 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 noticed, I noticed you were very croaky at the beginning and then the croakiness just stopped. About his, his throat must be hurting here. Yeah, he's killing me. He kills me. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I, I know what you mean. I'm surprised Dash doesn't constantly drink water with his throat. He was thinking <laughs> yeah. he had to throw water constantly down his throat. But anyway, let's get back to the game then. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Veghorst, but well, you've mentioned Corner and you said you're a big fan of Corner. Mm. Obviously, Veghorst has come in. I've already said I don't feel we've played to his strengths too much. 
um, especially in the first half against Watford. Uh, sorry, the entire game against Watford in the first half against United. But second half, we'll get the ball into his feet, which I think is is what um, is best sort of like thing. Is what are your thoughts on Vegos as well? Do you think were you quite surprised that Burnley signed him? Because a lot of people raise a few eyebrows that he actually agreed to come here. I was very surprised. No disrespect, but a couple of seasons back, Liverpool were linked with him. I think Man United were linked with him. Like Some of the biggest teams in Europe were linked with him. And then he kind of went quiet. But it was almost like Andrea Bellotti um, in Italy. Like All the big teams were linked with him. Then it's gone quiet. And yeah. the same with Verkhorst. But he's always got good numbers. So it's like, maybe he's just one of those players that almost like a crouchy where... You look at him and think six foot seven, is he going to suit our style of football? We want to play this attractive type of football. Is he going to blend in? And so I think that's probably what's held him back in his career. But I think it's really, really smart and shrewd business from you guys. Obviously, you, you sold Chris Wood because Newcastle activated his release clause. But you, for me, you've upgraded and you saved money doing yeah. it. So for me, it's a no brainer. I think it's a fantastic move. And Again, obviously, you are in this relegation battle, but if you guys were safe in the league and you've got Corne, you've got Verghorst, you've got Dwight McNeil, that, that's a strong front three like, to, to go forward. And obviously, you've got to do more to sort of solidify midfield and defence, but that front three is not poor by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting as well, because obviously, I've just been on your channel um, and yeah. we were talking about Burnley's relegation battle and you were quite surprised to find out the position that we were in, weren't, weren't you? So, obviously, just to reiterate, obviously, I know no Burnley fan needs reminding of it, but, you know, there might be a Liverpool fan watching. Currently bottom of the league, won one game all season. Crazy. Uh, that's three games less than Watford and three games less than Norwich City. Um, we have only lost eight games, though, which is the positive, and even Wolves in eighth have lost the same amount as us. Aston Villa in 11th have lost more than us. Uh, even Leicester have lost more than us. So, you know, we actually are a difficult team to beat. But we have a difficult team to to win a game. That that didn't make that sentence didn't make. We find it no, difficult no. to win no, games, no. is what I'm saying. No, um, but uh, yeah. So why were you so surprised then to find when I told you that Burnley had only won one game all season and we were rock bottom? Because you you just don't associate Burnley with only winning one game in a season. You don't associate any team with that. To be fair, and. Obviously, the reason why I think it's gone under the radar is because you've got so many games in hand, but also, as you said, you haven't lost as many as a lot of teams in the league as well. But to throw it back as well, I think this is what made this is where fans have to kind of wake up, and we've had to wake up to it as Liverpool fans. Everyone says draws and are much better than a win. Really and truly, they're not. Because if you look at Liverpool's record as well. I think we've probably lost or this maybe the same amount as City or slightly less. It's the draws yeah, why we're second. It's not yeah, it's not yeah. why it's not the losses. So it's the same for you guys. You guys are bottom, not because you've been getting smashed about, it's because you're not winning games. And yeah. the draws are what really kill teams in this league. It's not the losses. Because every time City have won a league above us where it's been a close sort of um season. They've won it because they've drawn less, not because they've lost less. And I think that's what you're seeing at the moment with Burnley. If you can turn some of these draws into win, you'll be absolutely fine. But again, it's easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah, so let's get on to that then. Let's. I want to know who you think will go down. Do you think Burnley will go down? Let's just look at the form at the minute. Burnley, unbeaten in three. You know, we've drawn our last three. Um, 
Obviously, one of them was away at the Emirates, so that was a decent result. And then, obviously, another one is at home to Man United. Obviously, the one sandwich in between was the Bow home draw against Watford. Um, Watford, they're indifferent. You know, they, keep, they, they drew at Newcastle, obviously, they drew at Burnley, uh, but they've lost three out of the last five. Norwich, they've won two out of their last three, so they're finding a bit of form. Yeah. Uh, and then Newcastle, they've won two of their last two, unbeaten in four. Um, and then just above them is Everton, who've lost their last four. You'll be obviously be enjoying that. Leeds, you can fact they're inconsistent. They pick up good results here and there. The last game, three three at Villa, very good result. Uh, and then Brentford, who've lost what is it? The last five at least, Jeez, probably lost more than that. They, they are in free for. So it's probably any one of them if you know it, that can go down. Um, I mean, I I've said several times about it's going down, so I don't want to keep doing it before people just think I'm just Mister <laughs> Negative. Um, who do you think is going to get relegated from the Premier League? So I definitely think Norwich and, and Watford will go down. Looking at the table, you guys are three points behind Norwich. You've got three games in hand. I'm not saying you'll win all three, but even if you've got three draws, you're still above them on goals. Which is very likely. Three is draws very likely. is very likely. I'll be honest, I think Newcastle have turned a corner now. I think they'll be yeah. fine. Um, I agree. Everton, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Liverpool, Liverpool fan. There's a lot of bad going on at Everton. I wouldn't be surprised if Everton do get dragged in. But I'm actually probably going to say it'll be between you guys and Brentford. Yeah, I think I know Brentford have got more points on the table, but you've also got four games in hand on them. And again, you have to win those games. I understand that. But their form is terrible. And it feels as though teams have kind of figured them out. And once you get figured yeah. out, it's very easy to play against you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I quite like Everton. Um, sorry about that, but I, I quite like Everton. I, it would, but it's one of them. There's such a big team who have never been in the championship in my lifetime. You know, I'm 34 mm. now. They've always been in the top division. It would be not funny, but I, you know, it's such a it'd be such a story if they went down. I don't think they will. I think they'll be okay. I just think it they've would got... be fantastic if they win. <laughs> it would be amazing. I, I, I would if I could choose anybody. I would want Newcastle to go down. I would get. I would choose Newcastle to go down, but I don't think they will. Yeah. Um. I. I understand. The thing is, even if Newcastle go down, I don't think it will really stop their momentum. It will just hold them off for a season. So I, I reckon they'll be fine. <laughs> he looks. So I like said this enough, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks, Bro, it like happens. That, yeah. The amount of times my little one comes in there, he looks the spitting image of you, though. Know? Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, I've just can I just talk to my friend for a little bit? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of the. I I would like Newcastle to go down, and I don't. I think they will stay up. Um, Gomez is a good signing. Um, yeah. Trippy is a good signing. I think they've made a mistake by signing Chris Wood. I'm sad. I'm not just saying that because he's a Burnley fan. But yeah. um, it's it's one of them. I think they've strengthened us by doing it, and I think they will eventually. I think I think they'll stay up, is what I'm saying. Um, I'll just buy myself a bit of time while I got no. rid of it with YouTube kids. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm gonna honest, lie. I I when I heard that you were selling Chris Wood, I was like, that's weird of Burnley. And when I heard Newcastle activated his release clause and it was 25 mil, I was thinking, come on, like again, no disrespect to Chris Wood, but you can get other strikers. You you could have got Verkhorst. Like exactly. if you want to, if you want to target man, you could have got him for a fraction of the price, and you could have still strengthened in other areas. For me, as you said, I think they tried to play four D chess, but I don't know if it's working out for them because you've signed a better player on probably lower wages. 
for less money and you're a better team for it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, like, like I think I've said several times, we do need him to to hit the ground running. Um, mm. And I feel like we needed him to, you know, maybe pick up a goal. If he can get a goal tomorrow, you know, even if we get beat 3-1 and he gets a goal, you know, it's going to give him the world of confidence. Um, we have had a comment on Twitter about your uh, Daesh impression. Uh, it's off it's Richard bad. Hardcastle. It's a shame you didn't put it on YouTube, Richard, because I've only just seen it and I would have put it on screen for Callum. But I'm going to tell him anyway. He says the impression was more Tommy Cooper than Sean Dyke. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> uh, but let's talk about the game then again. Then, like, what sort of like Liverpool side um, are you expecting uh, Klopp to put out tomorrow? You, you think being a Burnley fan, you think you would expect him um, to pretty much go at us from from minute one, you know? Because mm. we're obviously going to sit back, we're going to try and defend, and then maybe hit you on the counter or hit you with a set piece. Um, so if I was a Liverpool fan, I would want Klopp to go at us straight away and then try and, uh, and put the game to bed in the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I reckon I reckon our starting lineup will be Ali, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson, and then Salah, Jota and Mane. I genuinely believe we will try and dominate the game from the first minute. I think we'll try and pen you back as much as possible and avoid the counter-attack. Now, the high line that we play comes under scrutiny, but um, it was very interesting. because I can't remember who I was speaking to about this, but statistically, we've caught more teams offside than any other team. So the high line does work. It's just yeah. it gets highlighted when someone breaks your side trap or yeah. when plays allowed to continue and then the referee or assistant raises a flag 10 minutes after it should have been called offside. Yeah. But um, we have to be very, very on point with how we defend against you guys. But I actually believe we'll try and dominate the game. I think we'll try and get a goal within the first 20 minutes. And I think if we can do that, I think you'll set the tone for the rest of the game. I think it'll be very difficult for you guys to get back in the game if we go a goal up in the first half. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the high line, I think, will work very well against us because we just we're just not fast enough. You know, we will try and hit you on the counter, but it's it's one of them. If you have a high line, you know, even if we do get in behind it, chances are you'll probably catch us back up. To be honest with it, with the pace that we have up top. But it's interesting because Dash changed the the strike force recently for the Man United games. He's normally mm. been playing Corne and Wood, so we were expecting uh, Veghorst and Corne, which I think he did against Watford. He did. But then for the Man United game, he put Corne down into the left and brought Jay in. We then went 4-3-3, I felt, in the second half. Again, I've seen nothing online to confirm that. This is what I yeah. thought. I put it in my post-game 60-second um, review. Um, I just felt like he just... When United had the ball, especially when De Gea was taking kicks, there was three players at the top rather than just the, the two. So yeah. I, I, I feel that Dice said, maybe not necessarily go to a, a solid 4-3-3, but he told Corne to push on a little bit more, especially when Burnley were out of possession, to try and win the ball back a little bit easier. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I think 4-3-3 against Liverpool will be suicide, though. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the high line that is uh, interesting as well. Um, I want to talk about Liverpool as well a little bit. Obviously, I've got you here, so we might as well. Yeah. What are your okay. ambitions for the season then? Because as an outsider looking in, you've got a game in hand on City, but you know, you're know nine points behind them. It is you know February. Can you can you see them catching them? I, I think it's done. I, it's not done. There's still a title race on. Obviously, you win the game in hand, the gap's only six points. So I think if the gap is six points, all it takes is one slip up from City, then it's into three points. Of course, it's on. Yeah. But um, what 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 do you think? Do you think you can catch them? 
I'm probably the worst fan to ask this because I'm a very greedy fan. I want every single trophy. Uh, I do. I just, I'm one of those guys. Um, I, obviously, we're in the final of the Carabao Cup. I think yeah. we will edge Chelsea out in that game, but I think it'll be a really tough game. FA Cup, the draws have been quite nice to us so far. So if the draws continue to be nice, I think we can make a run and potentially win that cup as well. Champions League, we always have a special affiliation with. So I think we've got a good chance in that as well. I'll be honest. I've said this for a long time. This league's not over, in my opinion. Um, City are a phenomenal team. Like I take yeah. nothing away from City. They're absolutely amazing. But as you said, our game in hand is against Leeds at home. I expect us to win that game. Yeah, you should. Um, that'll drop it down to six points, providing we you know win the games before that as well, and City continue to win their games. I think we still have, well, not not I think we still have to go to the Etihad and play them. Granted, we haven't got a great record in the Prem against them, but you know records are there to be broken, as you guys did to us last season. And I think yeah. we are the one team that City really have to be on their p's and q's with when they play us at the Etihad. And I think with the signing of Diaz, I think it gives us an option that we didn't have before. I'm not giving up this title race. I think it will go down to the wire. I'm not saying we'll win it, and I predicted City to win at the beginning of the season. I'm far from giving up, though. I think we've really got a chance in this. Yeah, no, fair enough. Like, I, I do agree. Like, I, I do think City will win it, but I do agree. You win that game in and it's down to six points. And at six points, anything can happen. All it takes is City mm. for one slip up and then it's three. And then obviously, like you said, you've still got to play them, of course. Yeah. So then you win that as well. Like, that's that's down to zero. Obviously, as a neutral, it'd be good to see a better title race than, than nine points. Yeah. Um, what about Chelsea? Do you think they're out of it then? Because they've they've you know they started the season well. They were even second for a bit, weren't they? I think, and but their their form seems to have fallen off a cliff. Only with one of the last five. Yeah, I can. So, I'm not a massive Chelsea person, but I can sympathise with them because I understand what they're going through. Because we went through it last season when we lost all of our centre backs and then subsequently lost midfielders, etc. Chelsea's system heavily relied on the athleticism and the play of Reese James and um, Ben Chilwell. Losing those two players has been detrimental to them because the backups they have in either Azpilicueta or whoever plays on the right and Marcus Alonso just aren't up to standard of the other two. So I think that's what's really halted Chelsea. Plus a few silly results here and there, but that's to be expected in the Premier League. I don't think Chelsea have a chance in the title race. I think they'll finish third and I think they'll finish third comfortably. But I don't think yeah. they'll get close to us or City. Yeah, fair enough. Afternoon, Phil. Good to see you in the chat, mate. Unfortunately, you have joined us. I'm going to pretty much start wrapping up. But obviously, we're <laughs> live on YouTube. It stays on YouTube. And of course, if you want to listen to the podcast, the podcast will be up pretty much as soon as is physically possible afterwards. Um, I want to talk to you about fourth as well, just because, you know, obviously, you, I know you don't have a horse in that race, really, other than probably yeah. not wanting United to win it, uh, yeah. to, to, to get it. <laughs> Um, who do you think is going to do it? Because I, I do think United will get it. I, just, I know they were poor against us in the second half. They are currently beating Southampton 1-0. Yeah. Um, so that will help them. I just think West Ham aren't good enough. I'd love, honestly, I'd love, if I want to pick a team to do it, I'd want West Ham to do it. Just because, again, the story and a new team in there. Mm. Um, Arsenal, I feel, are too inconsistent. Tottenham, I think, is probably, I thought, was their biggest threat until they've lost the last two. So it's, it's, it's it seems like there's, Four teams there that just don't want to finish fourth. You know, that's how bad all their form is and how indifferent they are. But I think eventually United's quality should shine through and they should get it. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I think with Tottenham, Conte is the best manager. 
in that race. Yeah, I think he's I a better manager than Ralph, better manager than Moyes, better manager than Arteta. Um, but his squad just haven't seemed to settle in gel yet, especially in regards to the players they brought in. They've got to hit the ground running. I think Conte takes a bit of time to get in the rhythm. I think we saw that at Chelsea as well. It took him a bit of time to get in momentum. But once he gets into momentum, he's hard to stop. Um, so I don't think... I think this season might be a bit too early for Spurs. Arsenal, they are beating, quote-unquote, the lesser teams of the league. But when they come up against strong opposition or an opposition that don't show them any sort of respect, they struggle with it. Yeah. And I think they did. They beat you guys one nil earlier on in the season, didn't they? Very, yeah, very early in the season. They beat us one nil. It was an order guard oh, free lucky. kick. They were yeah. so lucky in that game. They I defended quite game. well, but we, again, it was a similar issue then for us that it is now. We just didn't create enough. You know, it, it, yeah. it, if it wasn't for that free kick, we'd have still been playing now and then. It's still been nil nil. They just well, didn't score scoring so. in a month of Sundays. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I don't expect Arsenal to get. Um, and then West Ham, West Ham are the team I'd love to get, but again, I don't think they will. I just, there's I don't not think enough depth, is there? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's not enough depth. There like the others. And Antonio's goals have dried up a little bit as well, which doesn't help them. So I, I do think it'll be United. Um, I, I think it is a quality thing. I don't think it's a tactical thing or them being much better. I just think they've got slightly more than the other teams. Yeah, I agree. Finally, then we'll get on to predictions. Of course, we've already had one from David Ingham. I'll just pop it on screen again. He says at 1-1 tomorrow, of course, we've already answered that question. If you're still watching, David, I've just given a prediction on Coppish. I'm not one of them that's then going to come on my own channel and go, oh, no, we'll win. I think we'll win quite easily. <laughs> no, we will We will lose tomorrow, unfortunately. I think it's going to be 2-0 to, to Liverpool. Phil's gone a bit more positive, I think. Could I call that more positive? 3-1, at least we're scoring a goal in Phil's prediction. Uh, Callum, though, what are your thoughts, predictions for tomorrow's game? Um, I think it'll be 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I do think we'll get, um, I won't say an early goal, but I think we'll get one in the first half and then I think we'll see out the game and, and add a few more in the second. So I think 3-0. Yeah, fingers, I, I just want us to show a bit of fight. You know, I think there's been games where we just haven't been fighting. The Man United game, we seem to show that fight again. If we go down and lose 3-0 tomorrow or 3-1 uh, and, you know, there's a bit of fight in the lads, I'll be happy with that. I'll, I'll take yeah. that definitely. Um, it's it, I just feel like there's been games, like I said, where I, I don't feel that we have been playing with fight. Um, so it's you know I would I'll, I'll just take that all day long if we get that back now. But um, just before we do go, do you want to give everyone a chance uh, to, to sorry tell everyone where they can find you and where they can follow you and where they can watch your content? Sure thing. So on all social media platforms, my personal handle is at Callum Sanderson. Um, and then you'll find me on various YouTube channels, but mainly on um, Team Coppish. So that's Team and then K-O-P-I-S-H. And then, yeah, you'll see me doing stuff with Fansbet with, with Joe as well. So yeah, 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 we are obviously, of course, on the same Fansbet family. If you are a, yeah. a regular watcher or a regular social media follower, you will have seen the stuff that, that I do regularly for, for Fansbet. Callum does just as much. Um, so you'll see Callum yeah. on there quite a lot as well. But yeah, Callum, thanks for joining me. Um, Pleasure. Are, are, you heading you, up, are you heading up tomorrow or are you, are you watching it on the box? Nah, I've got to watch it at home. I don't know if I'll get up to the to Anfield this season from now to the end of the season. It's just been a manic year, obviously. I've like, got two little ones. I've got a six-month-year-old and obviously filming with Coppish and my day job and two young kids. Yeah, yeah I might have to yeah. pause a little bit and then go up next season. 
Yeah, I feel your pain. The boy of a little toddler who everyone was watching earlier managed to get a glimpse of. You can just yeah. see his toe there. You can see his toe yeah. on, the, <laughs> in the office, on the office set here behind me, so I do feel your pain. But like I said, thanks for coming on, mate. Pleasure. Hopefully, hopefully we can link up again next season, but I might be oh, hitting up some championship content creators, but we'll see. But like I said, thanks for coming on, mate. I really oh, appreciate it. Man. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.